Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Earth's Embers. Before we start, there's a big update in our store this week. If you've been enjoying the show and want to have a go at running your own Dungeons & Dragons game, or are an experienced DM who just wants an out-of-the-box adventure to start a campaign, or to play as a one-shot, we've got you covered. Head to www.earthsembers.com forward slash store and you will find The Night Before, a standalone adventure aimed at four to six players for level two. The players wake up to find themselves in a mysterious dungeon with no recollection of how they got there and have to solve a series of puzzles to escape and reclaim their memories. It features four unique monsters, ready-to-print maps, and a unique character sheet optimised for simplicity and clarity at the table. All of that for $4. Plus, it works in any setting, so it's easy to incorporate it into the world that you want to build. Finally, as Season 2 draws to a conclusion, we hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed creating it. Please like, subscribe, and share it with your friends. Word of mouth means everything to us as a small show. That's enough from me. Time to sit back and enjoy. The show. Last time we were all together, you had found some interesting things. You'd been hunting the killer in Tradeports. You found that an ancient elven order seemed to be involved. You'd been finding clues about that left, right and centre from a mysterious book you were given by the strange Off-Loki. Uh, and he'd given you a book that had triggered some memories of Ella's, revealing more of her past. You had found that Iridin, one of the victims, was secretly a high elf. And he'd been dating a mysterious blonde lady who you didn't seem to know too much about. In your search for the uh, killer, you'd found out a number of facts. You'd found out that they'd been preying on elves, that they smelled of lavender, that they uh, can't read their own notes, that they had uh, all the bodies were found drained of blood, and that the first killings, or the kind of first body, seemed to have been about a week ago and quite hidden. And you also found that the killer had blonde hair. You thought you'd been followed, but couldn't keep up. You'd admitted defeat in trailing the killer and decided uh, you were going to go back to the Happy Halfling to talk to, or check on the progress of, uh, Feroth, who was the half-elven boy, who, or actually full-elven boy, sorry, who we didn't name, but I thought I will give him a name so we're not always saying the elven boy. So <laughs> Feroth, the elven boy. However, Vera, the uh, innkeeper's wife, revealed that he wasn't there. He'd left with Rose. Uh, to and she would have been walking home back towards the apothecary where a lot of the killings seemed to be leading back to. It was at that time that you smelled lavender. And that is where we ended. So if we're going to pick up here, I'll say it because it's obviously been about three weeks for, for the players real time. Your last intent had been to cast Divine Sense as Linabel 
and to start making your way to the apothecary. But uh, whatever you wish to do, the world is yours. Yeah, immediately cast Divine Sense. That's exactly what I said last time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. As soon as he smelled lavender. Okay, so Divine Sense goes up. You sense nothing. Hmm. No. Can we still smell the lavender? <clears throat> yeah, I would say it's not um, pungent, uh, as in someone. it's right next to you. It's more that this is a smell that has been in that room. And actually, can you all make me an insight check? This is 12. 12. 19. 19. 10. 18. Okay, some good rolls there. Anyone over, uh, over 15 gets the sense that... Now you think about it, this smell has always been in the tavern. It's been a background smell every time you've been there. Killer's been here the whole time. We, get, we, we gotta go to the apothecary. Quickly! Alright, let's go! Linabelle just <laughs> starts walking out the door and is kind of uh, looking looking rushed. Yeah, and Ella will just like run past her. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester follows. Yeah. Okay, okay. you uh, pound down the street. Uh, bear in mind it is early evening by this point and you get to the apothecary and you see the door slightly open that's not a good sign no. i didn't pick that lock did you pick that lock <laughs> i don't even know how to pick a lock <laughs> well, well let's go <laughs> let's see it's open Russian, someone's done yeah. the work for us yeah i just hope we're not too late i am not going to be the first one. okay so who's going in first not me Linabelle will literally push the door open with her warhammer. <laughs> yeah, Ren will follow shortly behind Linabelle. Yep. And she's, walking, and she's got her shield out, push the door with her warhammer, and just walks slowly forward, inching her way in. Okay. As the door swings open, the interior of the apothecary stands empty. You can see shelves filled with elixirs and potions. A layer of dust lays on every counter, and there's the smell of decaying plants in the air, which you can't tell if that's just part of what the apothecary would normally smell like, or if it's that these plants, maybe the ingredients haven't been changed quite as often as they should have done. But all is still and dark. You see a small staircase behind a, um, a, a kind of blue curtain, and uh, you can see another door in the west of the room. Um, Linabelle will go directly up the staircase. Yes. Okay. Sylvester too. What's what's the marching order of people going up the stairs? Oh boy, I will be first. <laughs> uh... <laughs> if Sylvester is following right behind uh, Linabelle, then Ren would be right behind Ella in case anything comes up from behind us. Okay, so Linabelle, Sylvester, Ella, Wren. Okay. You go up the narrow stairs, your feet creaking on the old wooden boards, and you come to a tiny... Well, it, we can't even really call it a hallway. It's essentially just three doors at the top of a five-foot portion with a small table where a some dead flowers sit in a cerulean vase. What would you like to do? I don't like this. I think there's ghosts here too. 
Um, <laughs> Linabel will cast Divine Sense again. What's the range on that? Uh, 60 feet. <laughs> <laughs> you sense nothing. Hmm. Move over. <laughs> <laughs> so these three doors in front of you are completely plain wooden doors. Is the okay, lavender uh, smell getting stronger or fading away at all? Um, make me a perception check. Okay. That's uh, a nine. You can smell lavender in here, but you can smell so many plants, it's sort of hard to tell. Like, you can also smell rose, you can also smell um, sandalwoods. It's, it's an apothecary, it's full of all weird kind of plants. Any noises? Make me a perception check. 19. Nice. 19. It's as quiet as the grave. <laughs> Linabelle calls out. I like it. Is anybody here? Can anybody hear us? She's just waiting Wait. to hear anything. Nothing comes back. Let's just mash all the doors. <laughs> and she's like, that's the way, Sylvester. And she just goes, uh, Bell just goes up and bashes the door on the left with her warhammer open. Door on your left? Yes. Okay, so uh, you smash open the door and it <laughs> crunches open. Inside, the first thing that hits you is these are very small rooms. Uh, the first room has got a double bed with a pink velvet duvet that's covered in flowers. It's got about 35 cushions on this bed, uh, all of which are embroidered and beautiful. Uh, it's hard to see the ceiling through the amount of hanging crystal pendants and chimes uh, and pictures of cats and dogs are on the wall, all crocheted. Uh, there's a lot of incense holders and if you've ever been in a kind of a new age store it's just got that sense of someone went in there with a credit card with no limits and bought every single like divining rod and tarot set <laughs> and set of crystals possible and yet there's this distinct element of um uh, kind of girlishness i would say about the room in that it's still quite a lot of kind of pink flutters there and bright yellows uh, that denote that this person hadn't kind of given into their inner goth just yet. Well, this is a happy room. This reminds me of one of my daughter's rooms. I like it. Maybe I should just stay here. Hardly the room of a killer. Okay, nothing here. Let's go Let's to the go. next one. <laughs> There's lives at stake. <laughs> just... Okay, so you've got two doors left. You've got the one directly opposite and the one on your left now. Which one would you like to open? Um... I mean, if Little Bell's doing this, she's just going to the next door, the the middle one, then next, yeah. Okay, so the one directly on your left, as, mm -hmm. as you kind of come, you kick it open, and it actually just hits the toilet, as you realise this is just a very small bathroom at the top. There's a, a, a porcelain sink there with a couple of cups and some... Uh, the magical equivalent of Oral-B electric toothbrushes. Uh, they're there, mildly enchanted, so that they don't run out and you have to recharge them. Because they always take too long to recharge compared to how long they work, but that's just me. And uh, then, uh, so that's all that's in that room. Yeah, so as Linabel, she kind of does it in one motion. She pushes that door open and then kind of spins with her hammer and knocks the one on the right right open <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. As you knock open the last door, it's a lot darker in here. The curtains have been pulled. I'm going to ask you to make me some perception checks to see what you can see. 
There we go. Natural 20. Oh, wow. I got a dirty 20. <laughs> so 25 total. 15. 25 Four. total. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta, it's gotta be one. <laughs> right. I think it's fair to say Ren is probably focused on looking after everyone at the moment, Thank looking you. for danger rather than checking the room. Uh, that or he's not quite recovered from the soup that he was literally galoshing down uh, not that long ago in the last episode. Uh, but we'll be generous and say it's his caring, watchful nature. You see a simple white uh, single bed that's very plain, plain whitewashed walls. The room looks very neat. Apart from a few things, you see that the white sheets on the bed are stained with a dark rust coloured reddish um, pattern. Not at all in the amounts that you've seen in the other crime scenes you've been into, but clearly an indication that this is long dried blood. You see that whoever's bedroom this was, they didn't have much in here. But they did have a, a small vanity, and there's some jewellery in there, there's some makeup on there, there's a hairbrush uh, with your 25, you find a few blonde hairs on it. And you also find a letter, which I'm going to drop into Discord for you now. Oh my god. Mine doesn't right. open yet! <laughs> I'm going to read it out loud. Rose. I do not know what has happened to you, but I do not recognize you now. It is as though you were a completely different person. Was it that I said I loved you too soon? I could not help it. From the moment I met you, I was willing to give up everything. My life, my mission, my family, just to be with you. I do not know what, what happened last week, but I hope that you can confide in me again. It pains me to see you so withdrawn, so distant. The way you stare at me now, the intensity almost scares me. Please, come over tonight after work and let us resolve whatever it is between us. Yours until death, Iridin. Oh my god. And do we have any idea where Iridin is? Yes, you, uh, you, well, if you roll me a history check. Okay. See, what was it today? No, it wasn't today, so I will make you roll a history check. Okay, well, actually, 23. You searched his body not that long ago and found out that he was the high elf that had died uh, and you found his body was a week old you thought he might have been the killer because he was the boy uh, the man that was working at the apothecary uh, that he had been dating someone and then he just disappeared he was uh, I believe Ren had made a joke about the fact that you might call him haughty yes <laughs> oh no so now we basically we, we have to find Rose isn't right? she it's rose rose didn't die yet did she <laughs> no she's walking guards yeah. she's walking good... i thought she was walking here wasn't she was or uh i thought she was walking our good elven boy home yeah <laughs> the Fair last of... you heard they were working towards the apothecary okay, oh they were so... going okay so they were coming here in that in that moment um and this is what time of day is it right now uh are there this is probably um by the time you've done everything else and got here it, it's 7, 8 p.m., I would say. Would the, uh, the blacksmith that we've talked to be, still be at his place? Probably not. As, I would say as you were going there, you saw that businesses were closing down, getting ready to go out drinking okay. for the evening. I was going to see if anybody saw her recently and, uh, you know, headed there. Yeah. Should we go check the library? That's the only other creepy place that I can see her going. 
She's not you. I'm out of ideas. Well, you have one more, um, one more place to explore within this building, I would say. Just so oh, yeah, you know, there's uh, the door aware. downstairs. There's one more place. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's go clear this house and see what's next. Oh, that poor okay. boy. Run, run, run. <laughs> um, as we're going back down the stairs, I'm going to lean over to Ren and just be like, I'm really scared. It's all right, Ella. We just need to stay together. You go back into the apothecaries and you're back in the store and you see the other door on the other side it's kind of swinging slightly it's not quite latched she's not going to stop now she opens it she just <laughs> opens that door. yeah just pushes that door open fearless it opens <laughs> to a stairway <laughs> with steps that descend into the darkness oh no we have to go down Nothing good ever happens when you go down. Stay behind me, everyone. <laughs> I'll keep you safe. Are we going down the stairs? Oh, yeah. Reluctantly. Ren would be walking down. I would have summoned the spear and, and be walking spear point forward. Obviously, I think Little Bell is charging in before me. Um, but I want to kind of have the shield, my shield kind of not covering, but like near Ella. Just Okay. Can I, fine. can I Simone an Unseen Servant right now? Yes, of course. Right. Okay, you're not in combat. As you, you descend these stairs, you are still completely free to do what you'd like. So you come down into a dimly lit basement, which has still burning torches in the sconces on two sides of the wall. There are immediately apparent lots of kind of crates and barrels and piles of wood. What would you like to do? Um, third time's a charm. She's going to immediately cast Divine Sense. <laughs> <laughs> it might work one time. Okay. Uh, I just want to know, because, and I'm sure I should have looked this up before, but I've forgotten. Are there any limitations on that? So for example, lead stone walls. Let's see. It says uh, you can detect, or detect good and evil until the end of your next turn. You can sense anything affected by the... Oh, no, that's not right. That's... Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's that's the wording I was looking for. Uh, fiend, undead, or celestial? Yes. Right. Yeah. No, you sense nothing. <sighs> well, Linabel, I guess, would uh, probably just creep a little bit closer to the entrance there, and um, as she does that, she just naturally always has her hand to her side. Like she doesn't realize she's doing it, but she's like reaching for someone's hand to hold it. Um, it's just like a thing she does, but she's creeping forward. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I guess just look around and see. Yeah. Her. I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay. How are we looking? Are we just glancing or are you, are you specifically uh, investigating for something? I'm just looking um, around scared. <laughs> uh, perception check from you then, looking around. Uh, again, noise. Okay, uh, perception. 22. And I will. I'm going to try looking for, like, just at the spots in the room that I can't see, you know, like, behind anything, if anything's hiding or anything like that, if I can. Okay, uh, we'll call that an investigation check. Okay. I got a five. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Sylvester can hear the uh, flickering, fluttering of the flames in the torch, which in the rest of the quiet room 
between that and her companion's quite heavy breathing that's that's all she can pick up uh, he can pick up sorry um ella you got 18 was that 22 sorry? or 22 you said and what was the investigation oh uh 19 19 mm-hmm. so um ella glances around the room and sees in the shadows by the door on the way out uh that there is another door at the end of the room that's currently closed she also sees a shadow on the floor and just as she's wondering what that is linabels gets to it and looks down puts her fingers in it and kind of rubs it between them sniffs it a bit and goes this is fresh blood oh no and can since she obviously found this blood can she see and like it trailing off or leading anywhere specifically seems to be heading towards the door okay and this is i'm sorry was this the only door in the room yes okay. other than the stairs that exit back out okay open open well did you guys see this look it's fresh there's another door there's another door it's the only way to go i don't know if i want to well stay behind me and just keep your eyes out for anything stay safe and stay smart and uh linabelle would walk towards that door approach the door it is a heavy set wooden door with an iron frame. Is it is it locked? Are you just gonna push it open? Uh yeah, I mean I'll I'll try to sense if it's locked, I'll lightly um you know push it. Give me an investigation. Okay. Investigation check then on the door just to make sure it's uh safe you oh, wow. sussing it out yeah. first. Wow. Uh oh no, that's a seven, not a one. Uh so I got <laughs> a, a seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you feel pretty confident that this door looks like it's just got a normal uh, ring handle that you could twist and pull. Would you like to try it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In my uh, like, Kevin Kevin's like, no, he's not. Yeah. That tone in the DM's voice. Yeah. And they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a door. <laughs> yeah, and it, like, and you don't want to base your decision off of that tone, right? Because that's like that's meta gaming. So I'm like, uh, yeah, she'll still. <laughs> as you reach out and take hold of the iron ring, it kind of catches a bit as it hasn't been used in a while. You feel, and then just <laughs> the door opens. This way, everyone. It's... What do you see? As far as I can see, it just looks like a like a dark hallway. I can't really see much further than that. Are you making... I would say, uh, again, because I know dynamic lighting sort of messes things up a little bit. You can see another door here. And you should just see a pathway off to the right as well. Um, are you looking for the blood again? Yes. Then you can make investigation or survival. I don't mind. Uh, 15 survival. <laughs> You see the blood appearing to head towards the door. Someone's hurt. They're they're still on the move. We need to go quick. I don't want to put anybody in danger, but I feel we need to move quicker through this. And uh, and Linabel just starts moving forward. She's being conscious of the people behind her, but she's just okay. So you ignoring the door there? No. No, I'm not going to ignore the door. She's just going to walk directly okay. to the door. So there is another heavy set iron door. What would you like to do? 
Um, I'd like to open it. You open the door. It swings open. And as you step into the room, you see on the far side, sitting underneath the torch, leaning against the wall, blood dripping down his shoulders, a blonde Thor-looking guy who is leaning against the wall and he sees up and sees you and goes, It's about time you got here. Um, Linabelle runs over uh, to him immediately and kind of crouches down at his side. Says, what happened? Tell me. We saw the blonde girl and a boy coming in. We followed. Uh, his breathing's staggered as he, he's... You can see the blood, the wounds are quite fresh and he's looking very weak. His broadsword is dropped by his side. You can see his hand can't quite close around it anymore. Um, and he says... We got close, but the damned spiders. spiders. And then he just Spider. drops his head, drops to the side, and he falls unconscious. Are there any other doors inside of this specific room, or is the only other passageway down that hallway where we first came uh, in here? Make me investigation or perception. Okay. Either way, it's going to be bad. Um, <laughs> that's a four. Oh no. Okay. You can't find any other obvious door. Uh, it does just seem to be the, the big door. But what you do notice is that this, whereas the last storeroom was filled with food and supplies that kept the store going and a backlog of ingredients, this storeroom, which is a little bit larger, is almost entirely filled with gold, silver, and bronze. Despite the fact she was just an apothecary, this woman was hoarding an inordinate amount of money. You can't be sure how much, because it is the odd bag scattered here and there, disorganised. It's not like a nice bank vault with, here's a bag of gold. It's mixed currencies all scattered in together. It's quite a large open chamber, but... Everything in here is just packed with money. You get a sense that she's probably never bought anything in her life. Ren will step out of the room and start to slowly move down that other hallway that uh, originally Linabelle was going down. Ella's following okay. behind him. Yeah, before okay. before Linabelle turns, could she um, could she just try to stabilize him real quick? Sure, make me a medicine check. It's uh, <laughs> 17. So with the 17, you see that his wounds seem to be um, stab wounds of some sort and just slightly poking them as he briefly comes back to contrast. Oh! You see that it seems to have gone straight through. It's not, uh, it doesn't seem to have hit anything. It's just messy. Um, so you manage to just tear off a bit of a cloth and tie it around uh, of his cape and it seems to be staunching the flow a little bit his breathing evens you don't know how long it will hold but this should keep him a while until you can do something proper um is there any chance you can get up get out of here or no 
He just shakes his head and breathes heavily and goes, Go. Find the others. Where do you have where any idea it? where are the others at? Where's the rest of your crew? Where are they? Uh, down the corridor. <sighs> he just sits there quietly. She leaves him uh her water skin and she says, I'll be back for you. And she leaves. So as Ren's creeping down the corridor, he passes by a light on the left side of the corridor that so far every room has been lit by torches that cast out this dim light. But this is strange because it almost appears to be shaped like a leaf or a globe. Um, and it, it, it's finely wrought from some... It looks like glass, but it, it can't be glass because it's giving off this uh, almost turquoise blue-green light that's still not particularly bright, but it, it's certainly far more illuminatory than the torches are. It's not flickering. That's And using that light, you can just see a... No, let's make sure I'm on the right thing again. You can just see another door here. And um, is the... Do I see any more blood on the ground? Make a perception. Use a different dice. <laughs> I cannot believe how many natural threes I'm rolling today. <laughs> it's a four. Oh no! <laughs> Doesn't appear apparent that there's any other blood. Would anyone else just like to make me a perception check? Mm. My passive perception is a twenty. Mm. <laughs> I will let you have that. For a passive perception of a 20, without attempting to, as you're stood just behind Ren, you can hear... Help! Help! Just behind the door that Ren's standing outside. Someone's calling for help behind that door. Sounds like a little boy. Well, let's go. We don't want to be too late. Open, open, open. Yeah, Ren will uh, immediately kick that door open. That that a boy. <laughs> As you kick the door open, it completely flies open. And uh, can everyone just make me a perception check? Yes. 12. 15. Eight, 18. 12. Okay, so you see a large pile of crates. Uh, I hope I'm on the right one here there's a lot more than i put there uh, and kind of trapped in the crates sitting there seems to be at the top half of a torso of an elf the darker kind of slightly pallid skin and looking really weak can we reach them if you walk over to them you could start taking boxes off yeah mm-hmm. all right so so let's just going to do that without thinking <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, yep. So do you just yeah, want to place your tokens where you are, just so I can get a sense of this. Ren's gonna stay by the door, keeping an eye in that creepy hallway okay. with the green light. So can I ask them while I'm doing that? How did they get they get here? Here, what happened? So as you start to lift the boxes, I need you to roll initiative. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> Start using the D and D rolling. <laughs> <instead>. <laughs> Did you roll my... another four? No, but my dice are betraying me. I rolled a six. Get out of the system, oh. Abby. Get out of the system. They are betraying you. Yeah, I guess that's better than 
It could be worse. <laughs> so I'll just describe this whilst Patty's loading in. So as uh, Sylvester's reaching up to reach these boxes, she reaches toward, uh, he reaches towards the elven boys there, and you take the box off that should be by the elf's legs. You realise it doesn't have legs. The body moulds round, and suddenly bursting back out of the boxes, the top part of an elf and the bottom part of a giant spider with long legs reaching out and it skitters left and right and its arms kind of just roar up into an attack position and its face changes from looking helpless to almost demonic its eyes switch to black what was a nose kind of just shimmers and disappears and reveals two long slits and long teeth just come out as it opens it doesn't have eight eyes it still looks slightly elven but this thing is just skittering back and right on its Claws. No, no. So if no, I could have your initiative no. rolls, please. <laughs> what for? Twenty-five to twenty. <laughs> what for? Right? Yeah. We're gonna talk to it. Certainly yeah. <laughs> try. That's right. That's <laughs> right. We thought he was just too drunk that his legs didn't. <laughs> Fuck! Okay, so Sylvester actually gets to react first. It's... And just to get this straight, we th we thought we saw a, a man's torso covered by boxes, and then we started uncovering the boxes. Then it revealed that he was a spider, like half spider person. <laughs> Is that? Oh yes. Accurate. Okay, so <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> just making sure. Just making um, sure. <laughs> I was like, why would you stack all these boxes at? Who did this? Um, Good, right, now you can see where you are. You, I'll check you are on the token layer. Good. So, this spider is there, and actually, Sylvester gets to react first. Alright, so Sylvester's not going to attack. <laughs> um, he... One second. Um, uh, I'm just gonna try to, you know, uh, talk to him, uh, try to make him uh, remember that... He's not a spider and doesn't want to attack us. Come on, please. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> okay. Uh, make a persuasion attempt at disadvantage. Oh, that's a 20. <laughs> so that's a Okay. Nice. It's not that bad. Um, so what, what did you say? Uh, a persuasion check at disadvantage. Okay, so it was a natural 20, but now it's a non-natural 20. <laughs> wow. Okay. Dice are hot. So with a 20, uh, Sylvester puts up its hand and says, We're not here to hurt you, remember! And makes this impassioned speech, reminiscent of his wonderful song. It's the same level of eloquence and history and education goes into it. And this large creature just looks above and you, you don't know how it reacts yet. And is there anything else you'd like to do? Um, nope, just stay there. Like That's your action. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, next, as uh, you're all facing this creature, Ren, from the corner of your eye, you see from the ceiling another mm -hmm. shape sinews and spins down and just lands on even larger legs. This one is different. Make me a quick perception check as a free action. See if you can spot what's different. <clears throat> sure. Uh, that is a dirty 20. He's holding a large staff. 
and the as he okay. moves down, the first thing he is going to do is see. Uh, oh, can he fit it? Can he fit it? He's going to absolutely drop down there, um, and then he's going to see in a ten-foot cone he can hit Sylvester and Linabel, and I need you both to make constitution saving throws, please. <laughs> 25. <laughs> Natural 20. So you see this creature come down and just spray this large cone of poison. Uh, Linabel just lifts her shields quickly and it just bashes against the shield. Sylvester, um, you've not got shield, have you? You've got a two-handed weapon. Um, yeah, uh-huh. you, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you've got the great sword. Uh, you just managed to turn your sword at an angle where it kind of singes along the braid, uh, blade and sprays down, and you just see this thing hiss at you, and uh, that is its action. And then, as it's uh, the rest of its movement, it is just going to scuttle up the wall and move onto the ceiling over here how uh, high are the ceilings they are about 10 feet high 10 feet high you say okay uh with my do it pull our master <laughs> would you say that this creature is within 10 feet of me i would say has entered yes within it has entered me? within 10 feet of you then i can use my reaction to attack it go for it <laughs> Uh, and I will, as a polearm master. I imagine it's just a very, like, <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Okay, that's not great. Uh, <laughs> the dice have not forgiven me yet, but uh, that is a 15 to hit. So as you see this thing scuttle, it comes close enough that you think you can do it and you go to stab it with your spear and it seems to almost pierce it, but then at the last second the staff just bats it away. Next up is Linabel. <clears throat> okay, so the um, the spider that is close to me in front of Sylvester, I'm going to... Uh, Linabelle's going to attempt to kind of like use one of the nearby crates as like a boost to just like kind of jump and bring like a like a downward thrust on this uh, spider with her okay. warhammer. Um, so you're attacking the one in front of you, yes? Yes. Right. Yes. Let's see. So it'll be 16 to hit. As you jump off the crate, you bring your great axe down and it smashes into what you think is soft, squishy spider viscera, but actually turns out to be hard carapace and just slides across the side. Frustrated, she just kind of hunts. She's like, I usually use a scroll of paper to take care of spiders in my home. <laughs> uh, would you like to do anything with your bonus action? Um... No, she, no, she's gonna stay. She's gonna stay there. Oh, sorry, you actually have an attacker advantage because you're flanking. That's uh, me completely mm. ignoring <laughs> that. So you get to make another Let's attack roll advantage. Okay, so that's an unnatural twenty then. 
that hits. Hit. So as you come down, you do manage to hit soft, squishy spider bits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with her warhammer, she raises up, she slams down, and she's going to also cast uh, Divine Sense um, since she hit. Do some extra damage on this bad boy. Okay, so it's going to be uh, six bludgeoning damage, and then... Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, that's not right. <laughs> Ten bludgeoning damage, and then... Uh, Eight radiant damage. Okay, so for 18 total damage, you drop down and the warhammer smashes in, and there's a as divine light courses out from the moment of uh, the place where you impacted on its carapace, and it <laughs> screams a bit as it, as it rolls back and then just scuttles back into position, ready. Yep, and she will, because she gets two attacks, so she's just going to go ahead and. Try to smash at him one more time. Go, go for it with advantage again. Right. Ooh, good thing. That was a three. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Okay, so the three was better. Um, I, 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 she whiffs completely. Uh, Zelinabel goes for this follow-up swing, but this time the creature is ready and it pushes two of its long legs out and just catches the warhammer before it can hit under the actual heft of the hammer and just pushes it aside. Unless you would like to move, next up is Ella. She will stay there. <clears throat> All right. Um, so Ella is going to reach out and also look for a squishy spider bit, and she's going to cast Shocking Grasp. That is an 18. I also have advantage because we're still flanking, so I'm going to see if I can get the 20. Nope. Um, but that was still higher, so 22, no, unnatural 20. So as uh, Linabel has smashed into it and you see this radiant damage, she goes for her second hit with the Warhammer. This leaves a little bit of its carapace exposed. You kind of reach up to just where it's, kind of where its belly button is. You just touch it and this shocking damage just pulses through its body and you see it um, tense up as electricity runs through. Roll for damage. 2d8 lightning damage. Ooh, nice. That's a 10. I have too many dice. There we go. Nice. 11 points of lightning damage. 11 points of lightning damage. Is there anything else you would like to do? Um, since that disabled its reaction, I'm going to back up against the wall. Um, right okay just kind of try and like make myself invisible great uh in that case ren you're on deck okay so i will for the spider in front of me i will cast a hex on them and i will go in for my two attacks on my attack action do not have to move from where I am because I've got reach. So just go in for two spear attacks with my weapon. Um, first one is a unnatural Hits. twenty. The second one is a fifteen. Okay. So your first 
hit as you see it almost momentarily turn as it sees its compatriot being hit by lightning and magic hammers you and to just stab up by its neck and graze across its the surface of its skin um, you follow up again with a second attack and go for it but this time it turns back and bats away your hand so you can roll one damage uh, one for one damage please okay all right so that is all right that's eight points of um, piercing damage and then one point of necrotic damage. And then I'm gonna go for my bonus action, um, Polar Master Bash with the end of the spear attack. That is a 23 to hit. It hits, roll damage. Okay. So that is, um, sorry. Two points of bludgeoning damage and two points of necrotic damage for the hex. So as it bats away the second attack, unperturbed, you use your soldier's experience to flip the spear around and just bash it across the head with a solid thump. Uh, and if, unless you would like to move, that's your turn. Uh, that is my turn. I'm going to stay where I am. So next up is the, the uh, giant creature in front of uh, Ren, Lin of Linabel, Sylvester, and Ella. It's just been shocked. It's just been hit with a hammer. It's looking around. It's going to see Linabel, who's just bashed it with a hammer. It sees Ella, but she's a little bit far away. It doesn't want to risk getting hit. So it is going to just grab forward and try to bite you uh, with a natural one. It attempts to bite you, but again, you just hold up your shield and the symbol of the anchor zoon on it just kind of flares a little bit as it comes into contact with this creature and you're just holding its mouth uh, aside with the shield and just push it off. And that is what it's going to do. We are back to the top of the round, Sylvester. Um, so uh, he's going to throw a hammer at the other spider. Okay. Ah. A, a hand axe, sorry. Hand axe, go for it. Eleven? As you throw it, it's you've got one in front of you and one behind you. So as Sylvester kind of tries to just throw it behind to help out Ren, he's still keeping one eye on the creature in front of him and he doesn't see it just fling off to the side and just hit the wall and bounce harmlessly off. Alright, so, um, so is the one in front of me looking tired or anything, or just... Make a perception know, check. I'll let you do that as a free action to gauge. How 18. Let's see. You've never seen one of these before. Um, the area where the hammer hit and the spell hit look burns, but other than that, it doesn't seem too bothered. Alright, so I'm just going to to do Bardic Inspiration on Linabel. Okay. Your bones action, lovely. Uh, and are you going to move anywhere? Uh, no, stay there. Okay, that is your turn. Then it's the turn of the creature hanging from the roof in front of Ren. And it's just been whacked around the head and it, it shakes its... Um, shakes its head as it's trying to clear its vision again and it's going to look at him and just scream hiss <laughs> and then it is going to uh, well, you can you make me a wisdom saving throw please yes 
Wisdom saving throw. Uh, that is a 14. Okay. So you feel sluggish as though something is trying to stop you and you can, you're already preparing your next attack and as your arm's moving, you feel something like it's going to stop but you just push through you've been tired before you've been in wars you can shrug it off and it does nothing at this point the creature above you is going to scuttle over this way uh then uh it is linabelle's turn okay and um would she (laughs) Yeah, I guess she would see the spider coming at her, so now she's almost surrounded here. Sylvester's surrounded. Um, since she just pushed that spider off of her, she's just going to... Uh, she's simply going to swing once at this spider with her warhammer. The bottom one? Um, or the top one? The the top one. Okay, so the one that she's... Yeah. The one that had been initially trapped under the crates. Okay. Right. Yeah, because she was still like pushing that one off. Yeah. I assumed she was, you know... Okay, so yeah, she's just going to take her warhammer and she's going to kind of like spin around and knock this spider and trying to hit a soft spot on him, but okay. you know who knows. Uh, that'll that's probably not going to do it. That is a fifteen. So as you you've shoved with your shield and you follow up with the hammer, you're slightly off balance from pushing with the shield and you whiff into empty space. Okay, so when she does that, she. Uh, she kind of swears to herself in anger. She drops her warhammer and it thuds on the ground. Uh, and so the handle's sticking straight up. And she's just going to pull out a javelin and just whip it behind her at the other one um, okay. that just approached. Okay, great. <laughs> that will be a 24. Oh, that hits. Roll damage. Yeah. That'll hit. I should have used my bardic inspiration on the first one. I literally just, just remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that'll be nine piercing damage. So as you you hit empty space, it's almost like a ruse because you drop it, pull, and just throw this javelin. It doesn't have to go far. This thing's only five feet away, but you're so close that you drive it deep into its skin and sticking out of the torso a bit like um, the Spear of Destiny is just this huge javelin impaled in the skin. Hell yeah. Perfect. Um, uh, and then Ella, it is your turn unless you'd like to move, Linabel. She's going to stay there. Okay. She wants to protect <laughs> Sylvester. <laughs> okay. So from my from my semi hiding place there, I would like to cast um, Firebolt at the closest. <laughs> oh Actually, boy. Yeah, yeah. I want to cast Firebolt at this the closest one. This one. King. That one. Linabelle just yells, light him up, Ella. <laughs> just staring at Johnny's face to see his reaction. Oh, dear. That, that first one was like, a <laughs> one. Thank goodness for the right. Oh, and the second one was a five. So, 11 total, which I'm assuming totally misses. It was a five, you say? Uh-huh. It was. Can you just roll me a D100? Why? <laughs> 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 this could, this could go really well. Uh, thirteen. Oh, really? oh boy! So as you throw this uh, firebolt, 
forward, you sort of scream, this thing's terrifying. It's been a stressful few days, you're terrified by the things you've found, you, you're terrified by where you are. Yes, you've got friends, but this is terrifying. I think I've said terrifying three times in a sentence, that's awful. And um, <laughs> the fear overwhelms you and you feel your magic overpower you. What's your, um, what's your spell save, DC? Can you just uh, roll a wisdom save against your own DC? Okay. <laughs> uh, eight. <laughs> you fail. Can you roll me a D10? Oh my god, so much rolling. <laughs> uh, that's the percentile. Uh, six. You feel magic settle over you and you're momentarily completely confused by everything that's happening. It, it terrifies you so much that you are petrified in place and can take no actions for a turn. Uh, so sorry. Uh, <laughs> Ren, it is your turn. Uh, Alright, so I am going to attack the, uh, uh, the spider closest to me. Um, with my two spear attacks and my off. I'll just do okay. two spears for at first. Okay, one of those is definitely going to miss because it's a natural one. Um, and the other one is a 24. So you turn your first hit, the spider goes to block it, and you turn it into another attack that does hit. So roll damage for me, please. Okay, that is... Um, Seven points of piercing damage and two points of necrotic damage. And I'll go for the bonus action okay. our master attack, which is an 18 to hit. You hit. Okay. That is two points of bludgeoning damage and... Two points of necrotic damage. Slowly but surely, I'm just <laughs> chipping away at these tiny little bits. <laughs> With a swirling spear that's halfway between some cool kung fu monk stuff and a ancient Greek hoplite, you swirl your spear and manage to first stab and then bash this drider again, and it is looking pretty miserable out there as it screams a little bit back at you. It is now the turn of the one... Uh, that Ella just threw a firebolt out that was the first one you had seen. It is going to roar up and it's going to take another swing at Linabel as it senses that she is probably the more dangerous of the two. And it's going to pull back its claws and attempt to attack you. So the first one is going to miss. Second one does a 16 hit. It does not. And a third attack misses. So it, it stabs forward with both claws and attempts to bite. But for each one you've seen it, you back away one of the shield. You swat away one with your gauntlet. And then you just backstep from the bite. And it just grazes against your chest plate as it completely whiffs it. Uh, it is going to stay where it is. So we are back to the top of the round, Sylvester. All right. So uh, Sylvester's going to be like, stop hitting the boy. And um, he will try to attack the other um, spider with the uh, okay. longest 
Great sword. Go for it. Maybe it's that one. Oh. A six. Uh, but he will use action search. Okay. Go again. So, 18. So the first one, despite it, uh, it, it kind of, it, as you go to hit it with your greatsword, you bring it down this large two-handed attack. That's just at the point when Ren whacks it with the back end of his spear and it just moves it enough that your sword hits stone. It sparks as you scrape it along the flagstones, but you swing it round in another arcing leap <laughs> that goes straight into its thorax. Would you like to roll me damage, please? Two. But uh, can I use the uh, gambit point to... Uh, daze it? Daze? Yeah, of course. Uh, so that is daze, yeah. yeah? Okay. Uh, what, does it have to roll anything to resist Yeah, that? constitution saving throw. DC 13. It succeeds, I'm afraid. Mm. Uh, so as you bring down, ah! it momentarily looks like it might be stunned and confused, but then it just shrugs it off with its big old spider bum. Uh, Okay, and that was two. Was that plus your attack mod as well? The two. Um. It it just says two d six, so. Oh, your strength uh zero. Uh, it's not, but it says uh like the the. Let me check the the roll twenty because. Because it should be plus your strength mod, so we just add your strength mod to it because I think that might be roll twenty being weird. Because it's, it's a martial weapon. Mm. Um, so you should get to add strength to it. I mean, it, it rolled 20, it does, so yeah, it's, it would be like 5. 5, yeah, that, that seems... That's fine, we'll take the 5. Um, good. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? I think that's all I can do, so... So the one that you've just attacked is going... Uh, that's standing near a red and will turn around and seeing you and Linabel there, it will hold up its staff and start chanting. And this strange language falls out of its mouth that's reminiscent to Elvish, but completely corrupted and full of hisses and guttural sounds. And I need you both to roll charisma saving throws. That was 11. Uh, okay. 17. <clears throat> okay, so a 17 passes, but Sylvester, as this thing releases energy, this dark purple magic spills out, and you suddenly sense something settle on you that just saps your abilities a little, and you have been baned. So you now have to minus a d4 from any saving throws and attack rolls. Alright. Uh, that, I believe, is all... Was it bonus actions? No, rubbish. Uh, that is what the creature does, and we are back uh, then to Linabel. Okay. Uh, when she sees this spider hold this, uh, this staff up and uh, clearly doing something, she is... Linabel will cast Command, and she will say, Drop. <clears throat> okay. Uh... Wisdom saving throw... It fails. So yeah, then yeah, they would just drop their staff. Absolutely, as uh, the spell comes out from Linabel. Sylvester, you having just felt this magic land on you, it falls away as it drops its staff and it loses its concentration. Okay, as a free action, could I 
ask my... Could I talk right now or in my next turn? In your next turn. Uh, so, unless you still have a bonus action. Yeah, she's, no, she's just going to stay there and uh, she's not going to move or anything. Okay. Ella, uh, your turn. You go to try and do something. You, you feel that you have to do something, but your voice just catches in your throat and you're so just confused and petrified of everything that's happening that it's very you just stand there watching. <laughs> uh, so we move uh, to Ren. Yeah, Ren's going to keep uh, keep poking. <laughs> All right. First one is... Okay. And classically, as he's done, one will hit and one will not hit with a uh, 23 and a 11. Okay, roll for damage. I don't that, hit. Uh, that is eight points of piercing damage and one point of necrotic damage. And then going for the bonus action attack with an 18 to hit. Yep, that hits. Okay, so that's two points of bludgeoning and four points of necrotic. Good. So you, as you are weaving your spear around like a spartan you notice that the aggregated cuts and wounds on this magic user it's just moving a little bit more sluggishly it's not looking great and it's starting to eye you with a, a wary sensibility uh, unless you would like to move uh, i'm gonna stay stay put okay. that so we're back blocked. to the the non-magic one the first one that is seeing all this going on and it's, it looks over and sees its compatriot looking bad, uh, and it's going. It senses that danger is moving, so it's going to scuttle past like this. And as it's leaving, um, that means Linabel and uh, Sylvester, you get an attack of opportunity. Uh, does it enter ten feet <clears throat> from me? Uh, it is entering ten. It's coming right up to you, so you can make an attack as it comes in. But I'll do the the reaction. The other ones first, Linabel. 23 total so you hit roll damage uh seven seven bludgeoning <clears throat> the best were you making an opportunity attack with your sword no no okay no and then ren for your uh, it was uh a 15. 15 uh misses i'm afraid so it's you're still concentrating just on the other one as this one rushes up to you so it's used its movements uh it is going to pull back both arms and lunge towards you the mm-hmm. first attack is uh, a 24. Oh, yeah. The second attack is, oh, my God, a 25. <laughs> and uh, it reaches in with a bite, uh, which it will not hit with. But the first one, then, um, well, the first two attacks, I should say, I'll roll them together. It'll be momentarily quicker. So uh, as it, you feel these sharp piercings as these claws... One into your shoulder, one into your leg. You take 17 points of piercing damage. And this thing looks furious. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester, we are back to you. All right, so um, I'm going to ask my unseen servant okay. to take the staff and get it as far as they can, and they can, like... Uh, they stop existing at 60 feet of, from me. I, I really like that. Have inspiration, because I think that's a fantastic move in battle. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, th- I say that's your action. You, you can absolutely do that. Uh, as it's grasping something, I will say it's a full action for it to get up, pick up and run. 
So you still have your bonus action. Well, uh, that would be like just saying to my Unseen Servant, I don't really need to do anything. Just tell them. Okay. All right, go on then. I'll allow it. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I already used the spell slot for that before, so I must, might as well use it. And um, I'm going to use my great sword on the the one in front of me. The go for it. Fighter in front. Make me a sack roll. <laughs> So that's uh 21. That hits, roll damage. It's 11 damage. Woo, nice. Um, so Sylvester's been not passive in the fight before so far, but sort of tentative. But for the first time, shouting to his unseen servant and just swinging the sword, Ren, you, you managed to look across and just see in his eye a steely determination that you recognised of being a trained soldier. And he just slices down with his greatsword and it just cuts this giant hole in the side of the spider and just kind of purple liquor drops out. And it suddenly reaches down as one side of its legs collapse completely and it has to push itself back up. But it is looking very tired and weak as uh, it's now that creature's turn, unless you would like to do uh, any movements. Uh, no, because I don't have anything to avoid the attack of opportunity, so it's fine there. Okay, um, so... This creature is furious. I need everyone to make... Oh no, because the things run off, it can't do that. Clever. Uh, so instead, it is going to now turn Sylvester with its full might and just do exactly what the other creature did. It's pulling back both claws, going for it, and then going to come in for a bite. Come at me! Disadvantage on any attack. Anybody five feet uh, next to her, so... She just sees it and just puts her shield in front yeah. of Sylvester, trying to help her or help him out. She reaches forward with one claw, and I'll say <laughs> as part of the disadvantage, Sylvester can just bats off with a shield, uh, protecting Sylvester over it. And with as the other one comes in, Sylvester turns his greatsword and just catches it and shoves it off. But that leaves part of his arm exposed as a bite does come down, and you just feel this spider biting down onto your arm. Uh, Four, four piercing damage and nine poison damage. As you feel toxins just running through your system, for a moment you feel like it might be doing something, but it, it just burns and stings caustically. Uh, it's furious, but it's also weakened. It is going to try to back up over here and scuttle onto the ceiling. So uh, if anyone would like to take it, it still has their reaction. I don't believe you do because you used them all last turn, didn't you? So it knows it can scuttle away. Um, actually, Sylvester, you didn't use your reaction last turn. No. So if you want to make an attack of opportunity against it, you can. It was a uh, night. It would have been so cool. You you swing back with the swords, but that that uh, searing caustic feeling in your arm just prevents it. You're it's slightly tensed. And it can't quite reach it. It scuttles, and it scuttles onto the ceiling, so it's now 15 feet above you up there. This moves us to Linabel. Okay, so are both of them on the ceiling now? Uh, or is the other one... Okay. No, 
No, the uh, the one by Ren is on the floor, and it's the one that's the magic one that scuttled up. It's now on the ceiling. Okay. Um, <clears throat> for the one that's on the ceiling, I will. Uh, she's Linabel will pull out a javelin and attempt to throw one. Actually, now that I think about it, am I too close to be throwing javelins? I feel like that is uh, something I. Uh, I think okay. it's fine. I think throwing a javelin from ten feet is definitely yeah, doable. I feel like last time you, you were really nice to me. I threw it like five feet away. And I, I realized that afterwards I'm like, oh, okay. But, uh, all right, yeah, she'll attempt to throw a javelin at that one in the corner. Um, let me use Bardic Inspiration. Okay, so that'll be a 20 to hit. Okay, uh, describe then, how you kill it. She takes a moment and she just zeroes in on this spider's eye or one of the, you know, like one of its eyes, I guess. Or it's got a human head, right? He's going, (laughs) yeah, an elven elven head. head. He's going, she's going to go right for the elven head and she's going right for the eyes and she just chucks this javelin as hard as she can. Let's out like a big, (laughs) she does it. (laughs) (laughs) And as she does so, this spear just arcs, not very far in this enclosed space, but that, if anything, increases the power of the throw and it just straight through the neck this thing which is on the wall the javelin just sticks in the neck and this thing now has essentially two javelins pinning it to the wall as it just hangs there limp and its eyes just go dull and a bit of ichor drops off it as it is effectively gone and Linabel, uh, since that one is taken care of Linabel will use her movement to run over uh, in in a, in a sprint to over by Ren, and she'll take a swing with her warhammer on this. And she's the whole way, like the whole time she's running, she's winding up at this warhammer. She's just like dragging it behind her, just trying to swing so hard. And let's see, hopefully that's well. No, it's it's a. I rolled a two. <laughs> High on the adrenaline of taking out the first one, you rush over. Just as this one's skittering and moving, and it just doesn't quite connect. So we are uh, back to Ella, who is now recovering from her confusion. Okay. Um, I am going to cast um, Magic Missile mm-hmm. at second level. Okay, roll damage. So. <laughs> it's a safe one to cast. <laughs> Three, four, four, nice. Um, seven plus two, nine points of force. Force? Yeah. Damage, is that what that is? Um, yeah. Okay. And they both, there's two of them, so they both just arc into the spider. Okay, this, this, uh, these arcing streaks just <laughs> and hit the skin, and you see more kind of burn marks on the back of the thorax, uh, or the abdomen, sorry. As it's uh, facing Ren, is there anything else you'd like to do? Um, nope, that's it. That's all I can do. Okay, Ren. All right, Ren will come in with the spear attacks again. Um, <clears throat> first one is not going to hit with a 14. Second one is 25 so that'll hit for 8 points of piercing damage and 4 points of necrotic damage 
and <clears throat> he knows what he's good at. So he's just gonna go again for the the uh, the off the pommel back for twenty six hits. That'll be three points of bludgeoning damage and one point of necrotic damage. Just cut, you know, death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, this thing didn't have as many wounds, but the wounds it had received from the impacts of the missiles, the radiant hammer, uh, the greatsword had been a little bit deeper. So whilst you'd been really working cutting the other one, this one sort of now looking with people all around it, it's a bit confused. And as you stab it with the first spear, you turn around and you whack it. You manage to whack it and just hear a cut as its neck just turns and it drops. Yes. <laughs> and we are Excellent. out of combat. Oh, As no. you're now in a room with two dead spider helps. And would you like to just make me a perception roll? Twelve. Ten total. Six. Okay. I rolled a five first, if that matters. But I had a plus five. It's fine. Go on. Okay. So, it's just enough. Uh, DC was twelve, so anyone over twelve... You see another figure here. You can just hear a moaning. And you look and you push back behind a crates and a giant stack of melanin in the corner of the room at the top. There's a cage. And in the cage is the emaciated figure of a woman wearing long, sparkly robes that are kind of deep purple with pinks and silver stars all over. And her face looks gaunt and... She looks up and just points down and just collapses unconscious. Um, the clothing that she's wearing, would we be able to match that with the uh, incredibly ornate room from the apothecary? Like, could we notice anything that matches, I guess? Yeah. Absolutely. You get a sense that this is <clears throat> the owner of the apothecary. From her emaciated state, you could probably estimate fairly easily she's been left in this cage for quite a while. Linabelle would try to go over to the cage and see if she can open it. Yes. Get in there. And... Uh, is, it, is there a lock or is it just a... I mean, what kind of... Uh, sure, how are you going to open it? Linabelle would just go up to the padlock with a war hammer and smash it. <clears throat> She'd just try to blast that right off. Okay. So it's uh, it's essentially a dog cage. It's a small... They are iron bars, and it seems to be... Uh, there is a, a padlock on it. Make a strength check. That'd be a 16 total. I have a good strength. Yeah, but that, that's enough. You smack down with this war hammer, and it just clinks open the padlock, and you can open the door. And the woman is lying there unconscious in the cage. Yeah, I think same thing. She would immediately go over and try to stabilize the woman, uh, see if there's any way to... Uh... Okay, make me a medicine check. 13. You get the sense, looking over her, that there's no immediate wounds. She, there, there's some bruising that looks like she might have been bound at some point uh, but it seems to be that she's just not been fed or had any drink in a long time she seems weakened through exhaustion rather than injury okay. um, Linabelle would pull out 
some rations that she has and try to just hand them to her and like leave them by her and she just turns to her party and she's like what should we do with her we can't just leave her here like this Ren is kind of standing by the door nervously and anxiously looking to the party and then also looking out in the hallway here and there just keeping an eye out as uh, he'll turn to Linabelle and just say I don't think there's much we can do right now we need to find whatever's doing this. Whatever's in here. The whole way keeps going. Do you see anything out there? Just that the whole way keeps going. Without saying anything, Ella's just going to go up to where you are, Linabelle, with the cage and take out her water skin and just leave it with the rations that you um, did. So you had seen when you were in the coming into the corridor that the corridor bound off to the right. Uh, there seemed to be one more thing, but it was just around a corner out there. This hallway is the only way out of this basement. If we keep pressing forward, we can cover the exit. Keep these people safe. Yeah, that works. And uh, Linabelle will just grab, um, you said there were crates of melons? And food? Yeah, they're... uh... They are insultingly close enough to the cage to taunt yeah. the apothecary, but not close enough that she could have reached. So Linabelle will just push a crate close enough to the cage so she can reach it if she needs to, and she will leave uh, one of her spare javelins in the, in the cage with her, and she just whispers to her, please protect yourself, we'll be back as soon as possible. Okay. She gets up and walks towards Ren. <clears throat> Yeah, Ren will start walking into the hallway and making his way towards that curve in the hallway. Fantastic. So as you all head in, you find one more room, uh, the door already open. And from entering this room, you can see it's, uh, it's where the apothecary did her research and her work. It's filled with tables... Uh, and pages and pages of notes. There is also, in the corner, lying under another one of those magic lamps, you recognise a short, red-headed dwarf as being another member of the other adventuring party. And he too is lying there. He is not moving at all. Linabelle would, uh, can I say I know a guy? Can I say that I finally recognize someone in this game? Can I pull out my know a guy? Sure, go for it. (laughs) Linabelle, uh, she didn't recognize him at first, but she recognizes this dwarf as possibly someone that she knew from back home. And uh, she just would rush to his side and she's just, you know, trying to, she would ask him what, what happened to you? There's there's no sound from his lips. Do you want to make a medicine yes. check? It's an 11. You feel no pulse. His skin is cold to the touch. His war hammer lies, well, sorry, war axe lies to the side. He is sitting in a pool of his own blood, lifeless. And Linabelle tears up a little bit, and she just... She closes his eyes, and um, she's like, I knew him. He was 
he's friends with one, one of my sons, and, um, I'm sorry. And she just, she's, she's lost in the moment. <clears throat> uh, Ella will go up and take your hand and just say, I'm sorry. And she just rests her hand, her head on Ella's shoulder and, and weeps for a moment. But she's like, he was a tough, tough dwarf. Whatever took him down is very powerful. We have to, we have to keep moving. Um, Can you all just make a perception check? I'm going to say Linabel at disadvantage in this moment. Seventeen. Seven. Uh, Thirteen with disadvantage. Twelve. Ren, you're moving around the tables and you're looking at the notes uh, with a soldier's eye, and you see that. Given time, with all these loose notes and loose, loose books, you could make some really good potions. These are the notes of a master alchemist, never mind just a um, an apothecary. This person knows what they're doing. There are alembics bubbling away in little glass vials. And you see the dwarf, and from the moment you see it, you go, well, that's dead. And then you just, with a soldier's coldness, move <laughs> to the... Uh, to the things to look at. You're checking for, you know, is there any poison? Is there any acid? Is there something we can use? Clearly this is not good. You just find the notes. There's nothing particularly mm. interesting there. Um, Ellie, you got over 12, and Sylvester, you got over 12, didn't you? Um, so you notice, yeah, that by the, next to the body, that the pool is kind of on a slope. And it's dripping against a bookshelf, except it's running under the bookshelf and just perceptibly you can hear trip 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 that woman said down can i go check the the bookshelf like sylvester's like uh-huh. yeah make me an investigation make me an investigation check 10 <laughs> that's enough you notice that the bookshelf seems to be on runners you feel like with enough strength, you could just pull it to one side. All right, so I'm going to do that right now. Make me strength check. Um, can I say that I was seeing her try to do that, um, so I go over to help her? Yeah, with, with her natural one, she uh, Sylvester tries to pull it. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a tough lad, but this is this is like a big a old bookshelf. So, uh, Ella, if you're going to walk over and help, then, uh, yeah, make another roll. I don't you, mind who rolls. Roll. <laughs> what is that it's not bad 14 minus 1 13 so both of you are oh, pulling on this bookshelf but it's still not budging Linda Bell will see them struggling and she will run up and just kind of dig her shoulder into the side of the bookshelf to try to move it or help Cool. Uh, as there's now two people pulling and, and one now shoving, make a uh, bell make a strength check with advantage. Uh, Nineteen. It just flies to the side. Some of the books fall off, and it reveals a narrow, winding staircase that descends into blackness. When you run.